Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. We welcome you into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Bennett Solomon is our producer extraordinaire in studio today on this gorgeous one day it's freezing, the next day it's like go to the beach. You wonder why people aren't feeling well. Uh, anyway, enough of that. I'm not a weather person. I am, though, a person who loves the game of baseball. And my next guest has been the longtime coach at Santa Fe College. And their baseball season actually cranks up tomorrow. Johnny Wiggs now joins us. Wiggs, good to have you, man. Thanks for doing this. Steve, thanks for having me and shining a little bit of light on Santa Fe Athletics. We really appreciate it. You got it. You deserve that. Um, let's, let's, uh, I guess the, the 50,000 foot view here of your team, what do you see? Well, you know, we, we lost a lot of guys from last year's club. We had a great year last year. You know, we went 40 and 10. We won our first 26 games. I think we started out 31 and one. Um, the goal for us this year is to finish a little bit stronger. We finished nine and nine. Our last 18 games, we were ranked in the top 10 in the country all season. But uh, we've got to learn to um, – I've got to learn as a coach how to get us to finish a little bit stronger. But I like our club, but we only return – you know, it's junior college baseball. We uh, there's, I always say it's like the Florida weather. If you, if you like your club, don't get used to it. It's going to change quickly. Um, but um, uh, we only return three starters, uh, our right fielder, shortstop, and catcher. We lost five of our top six pitchers, so we have a lot of questions to answer, but I really like this group and the way they go to work every day. What In fall ball, Johnny, what did you see? What were you pleased with? Well, we didn't – you know, last year we, we threw so many strikes. I think when I talked to you last year at this time, I said, you know, I thought we had a chance to play really good defense. I thought we had a lot of strike throwers on the mound. And when we did that, uh, and that's how we were so successful early, uh, what we didn't do this fall is our, we didn't throw as many strikes as we did last year, and that's my, that's my expertise. That's who I work with on a daily basis, the pitchers. I think we've come a long way since the beginning of the fall. Um, we, I really like the way we've thrown the ball early this spring. Um, we got a chance to be pretty offensive with those three returning starters, we also returned our first baseman and a pitcher who redshirted last year. So, you know, we, like I said, we still have some questions to answer early on, but I really like the club. But uh, we'll see when the lights come on and, and we start tomorrow how this club responds to, to competition and, you know, in game time situations. Johnny, I actually had an email, uh, a gentleman named Bill. He's got a great question. He said, you know, I, I follow Gator baseball, too, and he said, you know, the, the Gator schedule is released, but he wants to know how you put together your schedule. It's a good question. Well, that's correct. We we entered a new, sort of a new conference set, set up this year. Uh, basically, from from Gainesville to Miami is one, one whole conference. We'll have 12 teams in our conference, and starting in mid-February, we'll play Thursday doubleheader Saturdays for, three, for a three-game series with those other 11 teams. So then I feel, I feel in the first couple weeks and, of course, some midweek games on a Tuesday uh, with some non-conference games. And those non-conference games are made up of um, 
mainly what we call Division Two junior college teams. There's six D2 JUCOs here in the state now, like Lake Sumter, St. John's River, Florida State College of Jacksonville, uh, a couple of those kind of teams. So we'll play those guys early and on those Tuesday Tuesdays, and we make up. We play. We have 52 game schedule. Uh, you know, at the Division One level, like Florida, they can play 56 games. Uh, if we get all the way to 56, we're jamming them in there pretty good because our schedule is a little bit shorter than Florida's schedule is. But that that's sort of how the makeup of our schedule. Uh, are uh, you a, are you, know, you I'm a, excited about? Uh, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. sorry, Johnny. Go ahead. I was going to say I'm excited about the group. You know, our our top our top four starters got a chance to be really good on the mound. We return. Our, the, the one pitcher that we returned in our top six guys from last year had our best numbers with a 2.2 ERA, and he pitched out of the bullpen for us last year. But the other guys are Wyatt Campbell out of Ocala Forest High School. I'm sorry, out of North Marion High School. Um, um, uh, Matthew Jenkins, who's from uh, out of Mayo, uh, Lafayette High School. And then we got a transfer from the University of South Florida, and a kid named Justin Jackson, a left-hander, who actually started against Florida last year. Um, so I really think those guys will give us an opportunity to get off to good start in games and uh, give us a good chance to win. Uh, I want to dive a little bit more, Johnny, into the new league or you know how you play because you said it's you know North Florida to Miami. That that that's pretty challenging for teams, isn't it? <laughs> it is. You know we um, you know we're, of course you're just. Too, Still trying to balance school and and budgets, and, and budgets are a big issue here uh, at the junior college level. You know, we're always trying to raise money and get support uh, because of, and and these are increased costs for us. Uh, but uh, we, you know, it's going to give us. You know, last year we had a really small conference because of some of those junior colleges dropping down to Division Two. It's short. It, it, it made our conferences uh, smaller, and therefore. We played those teams a lot. We played our conference opponents eight times last year. Wow! You know, and it, get, it gets a little old playing the same team eight times. And uh, but this year we'll play everybody three times from, like I said, from here to Miami, East Coast, West Coast. So it'll be it'll be exciting and a, definitely interesting. And uh, we'll, we'll let us see a lot more teams in the state of Florida. Uh... I'm not sure if we should let the cat out of the bag yet. I think you know what I'm talking about. So if not, uh, I won't. Is that something you can discuss now as far as the field's concerned? Yeah, that'd be great. I, okay. I think I can. We've, we, we've, we've put it out there on social media and those okay. kind of things, and I definitely had it on my thing here. Yeah, on Saturday, February the 17th, uh, it's alumni day over here at, at Santa Fe College. So, of course, we're trying to get everybody back. I think three of our teams play men's and women's basketball plays that day. We play a doubleheader. Um, but, boy, is it, is it overdue that uh, our field will be named Harry Tholen Field. Uh, Coach Tholen, if people don't know, started this pro. He got hired in 1981, and start, uh, the first season was in 1982. But he showed up here, and they said, okay, you need to build a field. <laughs> they didn't have a field at the time, and Coach Tholen was instrumental and getting out there and pulling strings and setting up that field and everything. And, of course, he coached here all the way till two th- through 2006 when I came in. Um, and uh, he, if if people don't know him, he is a special, special human being. He's I don't think he has an enemy in the world, not even umpires. 
You know, I said, even umpires love you. I said, you know, I, I, when I came in here, Coach Stolen gave me my first job and first chance to be an assistant coach back in 1992 when I was still playing professional baseball. And uh, he gave me such great autonomy and such great confidence. Uh, so he really has been a mentor for me. But uh, he is special, and uh, it's going to be a great day to honor him. You know, Harry just turned 80 years old. And he's still volunteering for me. He still comes out here on practice days and, and coaches up my catchers a little bit for me and comes here on, on home games. He doesn't get on that bus. He doesn't like to travel. He, that, he doesn't like that bus. And uh, I understand I'm only 56, and I'm starting to not like that bus. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's really awesome, and we're, we're hoping the whole community, all his former players, all those kind of things will come out on February 17th. Uh, to to celebrate and name name our field Harry Tholen Field. Last thing, early on here, I, I know you you start your season tomorrow, but uh, when can people come and, and watch you play uh, uh, at Santa Fe? Yeah, you know, you know, we play we play all day games here at Santa Fe, um, but it's a uh, a great opportunity to come out. I always say the price is right. We don't charge admission here. Come out on a great glorious day. But we again, we start tomorrow against Lake Sumter uh, uh, State College at 2 o'clock here. Weather's supposed to be great, about 80 degrees. It's crazy. We have been we have frozen out here during preseason practice, and then all of a sudden yesterday it turned it around, and we were sweating a little bit yesterday. But we, we play Friday, and then we go on the road Saturday uh, in Auburndale, but we're back here next week, Wednesday, and then a doubleheader Friday, doubleheader Saturday. So plenty of baseball here early on. Um, especially all the Gator fan baseball fans that are here in town and really want to go ahead and get go ahead and see a little bit of baseball. We'd love to have them out here. Well, let's hope the the Saints and Johnny Wiggs have a terrific year. Again, it starts tomorrow. It'll be a home game tomorrow afternoon. Wiggs, he appreciates you. Thank you, and uh, good luck the rest of the, to start the year. And we'll talk to you as the season goes along here. Steve, thanks so much, and um, go Saints. All right, thank you, Johnny. Johnny Wiggs uh, has done a terrific job. Uh, with that baseball program. Uh, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, is going to be here today uh, at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Um, today I want to bring a subject up that we have talked about before, but I think now more than ever it's appropriate. It's called, How Long Does a Coach Stay? Back in the day, Back in the day, if a coach signed a five-year contract, they generally got the five years. Do I understand that sometimes in year three that, you know, you can look and, and you can sort of make and tell eh, this isn't going to work out? But increasingly, there seems to be Shorter, shorter fuses, shorter, uh, less patience, should I say, uh, when it comes to the length of time a coach gets to turn things around. So I understand this is a general question because I think each coach, each situation is a little bit different. But generally speaking, my question to you is, how long do you think a coach should get? in terms of being able to do the job that either fans think or 
media thinks or the AD thinks should be done. I'm really interested to see what your answer will be. And was it an interesting yesterday? Let me give Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus a big attaboy. If you heard the show yesterday, he was on right about now. And I mentioned Jim Harbaugh. And he said, uh, right about the time you eat dinner, expect Jim Harbaugh to be the coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. And by God, that's exactly what happened. So your thoughts on Harbaugh as well, I'll give you mine. I mean, good for him, but uh, there's, there's a good reason why he's in the NFL now. 12-14, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Nate Bilgeret. Florida men's and women's swim and dive both engage in battle with in-state rival Florida State tomorrow at 11 AM. This meet marks a celebration for the seniors as it is the diving seniors meet. Florida men's basketball was able to secure a home win last night over Mississippi State. With the win, the Gators moved to 3-3 three and three in the SEC, hitting the 500 mark for in-conference play for the first time this season. The women's basketball squad hits the road to take on Ole Miss tonight at 7. The Gators are 1-4 and four in SEC play and need a win to keep their tournament hopes alive. Make sure you listen live right here at 640 for coverage of the game. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nate Bilgeray. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you are a Florida health care worker, then listen up. I've got the place you should be doing your banking. The place I've done mine for over 30 years. FICARE Federal Credit Union. Now, many reasons for that. I've told you about their FICARE Premium Visa. No annual fee, low fixed rate, you earn points with every purchase and redeem for cash back merchandise and more and visas zero liability protection. Well, there's a whole lot more as well. I've told you about their holiday club account. You can start saving now. Your savings locked in during the holiday club year and it automatically transfers to your primary savings on November 1, which gets you ready to buy all those holiday presents. And if you got uh, errands to run, you can do it with FICARE's mobile app. You can easily and securely deposit checks into your checking or savings account through mobile deposit. Just some of the great banking features FICARE Federal Credit Union has. FICARE Federal Credit Union online, FICAREFCU.org. Okay, you've put it off long enough, and it's time to replace that car. But let me make this easy. Visit Select Motor Car of Gainesville. Their selection of quality, like new cars, trucks, and SUVs is awesome. And on-site credit union financing makes the deals even sweeter. Select now has a full-service auto center, which means additional savings and no-hassle repairs for you. Shop online, then go take a test drive. For the easiest car you'll ever buy, it's time to select. SelectMotorCar.us. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. For the new year, they're offering their incredible black-eyed pea vegan veggie burger with vegan romalade. Don't be fooled, this burger satisfies even the biggest carnivore appetites. Of course, locals love their classic burgers. You can't go wrong with their herb-infused chicken patty. Everything's exceptionally fresh. 
Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com seven days a week. Visit Dick Mondell's at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. It's where you want to eat. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Hey, you, with the shopping cart, it's us, Leafy Greens. Leafy what? Greens, delicious, locally grown leafy green vegetables. I'm Romaine. This is arugula. Hello. Spinach. Ahoy. Escarole and endive. Bonjour. Right. I put you guys on my sandwiches. Aww. We're more than just a sandwich layer. We add crunch to your salads. Flavor to soups. And a little je ne sais quoi to your dishes. That is... If you let us. <laughs> for meals with personality, look for the sunny, fresh from Florida logo where you shop. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than... Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Babbel. Language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Start learning a language today at Babbel.com. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Wow. I don't see the phone lines lighting up about Gator basketball. Why? Because they won. And because they shot free throws really well. Yeah. But I think we should still talk about that. By the way, former Gator coach Mike White brings his Georgia team in here, uh, and they eked out a win at home against LSU yesterday. Uh, let's get to the phones. Hey, D, how are you? Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about it uh, for sure. But uh, before I talk about that, I want to talk about the NFL right quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you just saw, uh, you know, Canales, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, coordinator, got hired by Carolina. or yep. He's going out to get hired. So I um, I, I think it's it's just trends. The, the, the hot assistants are getting hired now. And I, I just think, man, it, it's amazing. The greatest coach of all time is uh, – Basically, got no market because I think I think Atlanta's going to hire the slow, uh, Bobby Slovic cat from Houston, and uh, you know Belichick's probably going to have to give up some control or whatever because yes, uh, these teams are just not willing to give a seventy-two-year-old coach complete control after what he just went through in New England, where it just seemed without Brady he was lost. Yes, uh, and if you heard. Uh, my guest yesterday uh, from Pro Football Focus, he kind of said the same thing, and you're spot on, D. It, it's hard to think, just given Belichick's resume, that he wouldn't be an instant hire, just like Harbaugh, right? But from all indications, he's a control freak. And obviously, good a coach as he is, not a real great personnel guy. 
And even he was susceptible to, you know, not having a good record because he didn't have talent. And so I think the Falcons realize that, and I think you're 100% on. He's going to have to give up something in that realm if he wants to get hired. Yep, for sure, because it's these, like I say, man, these hot assistants are, are snatching up all the jobs. So, uh, like I say, he's going to have to kind of check his ego at the door and give up some control because right now it just seems uh, there's no market for him, which is amazing. But, um, you know, on to last night, Steve, uh, great victory, had to have it. Uh, you know, Will Richard, man, you know, he, he – he, he second half against Missouri started heating up, and then last night, man, it was fifteen ten. He hit that crucial three. Then it was it was just no stopping him from there. Then he grabbed he, nine boards on top of that. Uh, you know, pulling, man. Um, you know, Steve, I, I saw his tape over the summer, and the one thing I noticed about him from the free throw line in, he's got a hell of a in between game, and he uses the back backboard uh, just beautifully. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over; just pure point guard. Uh, Clayton with his shots, and uh, you know, like you said, you know, Ty- Tyree Samuel kind of played Tolo Smith to a stalemate. But like you said, man, the free throw shooting, man, eighty five percent. Yep. Uh, Con- Condon, the big dude, hit four down the stretch to kind of kind of keep him at base. So just just a big victory that we needed. I, I didn't like the fact that we uh, kind of went prevent offense with about six minutes left. But you know, you got to close out the game because the way these guys can shoot threes, man, you you can't sit on the lead. Yeah, but I, they're not a great shooting team. And they were 8 of 33 from deep last night. So I sort of understood what the strategy was, but that won't work all the time, I agree. And the other thing I think that went unnoticed last night, and it's something I like about Todd Golden. Look, there's a thousand ways to be successful as a coach and a thousand ways to be unsuccessful. We have seen him in certain games, do you agree, if, if you would, where sometimes he plays eight, nine, ten guys. Well, last night it was sort of the iron five, right? The starting right. five, the, I believe, was handlocked and who played the fewest minutes at 21 or two. But otherwise, those, that starting five played a lot last night, and it paid dividends. Now, I'm not saying he should do that every game because Condon played good minutes last night too, and so did Kugel. But he shortened the bench a little bit last night, and I think that paid dividends. You know, it's funny you mention that, Steve, because in Kentucky they're saying they're playing too many guys. They need to shorten their rotation because you there's just not enough minutes for nine, ten guys. So I agree with you, man. You, you have to every game's different. You have to play uh, the guys that's producing on the court, and you know the like you said, the seven, eight guys are producing. He's going to play. So uh, just a great win and must win uh, Saturday, Steve, because. The next two road games, you know, we got at Kentucky, at A&M. That's not going to be easy. No, it's not. And I watched um, a replay today of Georgia last night. And, you know, as they scored a ton of points, although they were late against Kentucky. But last night, in my opinion, I don't know what Mike White would say, they did not play well, and they won. They were at home, right. and they, they got – fortunate at the end because LSU had a chance with a shot that, that went out to win it. But look, the bottom line is they won. And they're better than what they were. There, there's no question they're a better team. But when you get somebody at home, you got to beat them. For sure. Like my, like Mark White said yesterday, last night, you better win these home games because it's, it's hard to win on the road in this conference. Yeah, it is. Thank you, Dee.
Uh, Mike, to answer my question, says, depends how bad he's doing the job. It also depends if it looks like progress is being made. So far, the recruiting rankings have been much better than Mullen and two straight losing seasons. I wasn't speaking of him specifically, but doesn't show much improvement. Athletic directors need to stop with these astronomical buyouts and extensions after two years. How has that worked out for Florida? At one time, the athletic department was paying three different head coaches, millions paid to coaches to not coach. Yep, Florida's not the only school there, but I, I get the point, Mike. Uh, Lucas, well, that's for Sean. I'll, I'll let him do it. Jonesy says, after hearing about a college football salary cap, he thinks there should be a college football czar or commissioner. Uh, what do you think his responsibilities would be? Uh, that depends. I, I think if, if that happens, Jonesy, I often cite my Russell crystal ball. Well, what would that be like? What would the responsibility be? A lot of it depends on the landscape, right? Are, are we talking about college football as it is now? Or are we talking about college football where you get the power schools that break off into a, you know, a separate thing, right? So, I mean, I do think it's different. But if there is going to be a commissioner, if you want to call it that, then I think part of the job of the commissioner would be to be like any other commissioner. It, it's an oversee. What does Roger Goodell do? Roger Goodell doesn't make decisions, right, in, in, in terms of, well, because then you have a competition committee, you have all of that. That that czar, if you will, has got his main, his or her main thing is to look at that and make the sport the best it can be. That is job one. Now, you can start getting more specific after that, but to me, anybody who's serving in that capacity, that's exactly uh, what's got to be done. Uh, 3928255, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Frank says, Steve, I thought I misheard you yesterday, but I didn't. Why is Gators softball picked to finish seventh in the SEC this year? Well, where they end up last year, number one, it, w- it was a down year by Florida standards. And I do think the reason you know, they only have two players on the all-conference team, although they're tremendous in Falby and Wallace, and I think there's questions about the pitching because even though they signed some really good high school arms, we don't know what they're going to do in the league. We don't know. So I think that's part of the reason, Frank, why Florida is where it is. Um, but certainly a chance uh, to be much better than that, especially if the pitching uh, is better than people think. 1229, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Hey, it's Storm Roberts. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue, and QC Kinetics can make it happen. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatments has arrived, and QC has tens of thousands of satisfied patients all over America. 
America. People with back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or an injury, it's not a Band-Aid. It's a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again. Get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now and call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar today. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-445-50. 352-445-50. QC Kinetics, 352-445-50. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover my dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. It's your Daughtry Tree Service Tree Care Tip. Late winter is a great time to prune your trees and raise the tree's lower canopy for better sunlight to your lawn. Daughtry Tree has been helping their Gainesville and Alachua County neighbors for over 30 years. They provide dependable, quality service at fair prices for any size job. Free trimming and removal, stump grinding, debris or storm cleanup. Visit DaughtryTreeService.com today for your free estimate. Trust Daughtry Tree Service, your tree service people. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A mix of sun and clouds today. Winds from the south gusting to about 15 miles an hour. High temperatures getting into the lower 80s and a few areas could chase record highs. We do have a slight chance for passing shower or thunderstorm generally along and east of I-75 early on this evening. Then overnight, partly cloudy skies, patching fog in the morning with lows in the mid-60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Morowski. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! If I'm an owner or a GM, I want input. I want somebody to tell me what they see that I might not see. And I think having all these interviews, and if you have 10 candidates, you may be only considering three or two, but you might get something out of somebody that you remember. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Somebody of my age, you will recognize this when I say it. Tomorrow, a really big shoe tomorrow. Uh, Ed Sullivan, anybody. Uh, Steffi Sorensen, former Gator, uh, now with the SEC Network. We'll talk SEC women's basketball right at the top of the show. Uh, the coach, Herm Edwards, tomorrow to talk a little national. Football League, Harbaugh's higher, the championship games, etc. 
And then Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan here tomorrow at about 1.15. So mark that on calendars. So Sully here tomorrow, Steffi Sorensen here tomorrow, and the coach Herm Edwards here tomorrow. By the way, I noticed this, and I think it's good. When I was watching the replay today of the Georgia-LSU game, you know who the person was on color? It was Tom Hart and Carolyn Peck. Yeah, she was doing an SEC men's game, the former Gator coach. She's going to be a guest in the future here too, uh, just so you know. All right, here it is, uh, 1230. Sean Kelly here at 1. But i got a lot of time to fill. So let's do it. Talk a little sports. Would you? Again, I, I, for everybody who moans and whines and complains about coaches, tell me what you think the appropriate time is for a coach to be able to prove himself. All right? Uh, 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. Did you see what happened um, to Nick Dunlap? Anybody know who he is? Um, he did something very rare. As an amateur, he won a PGA event. And now he says he's turning pro. He won the American Express last weekend. And I did not, this would be a good trivia question. The first amateur to win on tour since Mickelson won in 1991. He's only 20, only the fifth amateur to win on the tour since 1950 and the second youngest champ in the last 90 years. Guess where he goes to school? Alabama. Yeah. So Alabama loses him from their golf team. Yikes. Uh, and he's going on tour. And you know what? Good for him. Strike uh, while the iron is hot. Uh I'm not sure this is worth it, but I, I will just tell you this. Um, if you have been to Florida, Georgia, the one time in Athens, or if you see it on TV, you know about the hedges there, right? Uh, well, they cover about 5,000 square feet around the playing field. Uh, they're going to be uprooted and replanted. Yeah, Uh, they're going to do all of that, drainage work, all of that. Um, The hedge, the hedges have a lifespan, they say, of between 20 and 40 years. That This particular group of hedges, over 30 years old, and they hope to do it before the uh, spring game that they have. Uh, All right, Bill says, what are your thoughts about Harbaugh? Bill, I'll do this. I'll say this. Jim Harbaugh, as a coach, has won everywhere he's been. He is a winner. He's quirky. He's odd. But he's won everywhere he has been. NFL, college, wherever. So I think the Chargers are getting a really good coach. Michigan must be relieved. Not that they didn't want him, 
But think of what he was demanding there. They just couldn't do that. Harbaugh does, did not and does not like restrictions of the NCAA, and it was very clear he was trying to get Michigan to shield him from any wrongdoing uh, from whatever Michigan might have done, and Michigan just couldn't do that. They just couldn't. So it's is it good for Michigan? Of course it isn't good. When you lose a national championship coach, it's not good. But in the long run, maybe. I'm sure Ryan Day's happy. I know that. He'd be happy about this. Uh, Rick, hello. Hi, Steve. Um, to answer your question about the the how long a coach should have, I don't know. I I don't have a hard set number of years, but but I would I would think that the that they should give them a minimum of three to five years, uh, because like for what's going to happen with Billy next year, he's got a heck of a schedule to to uh, play. To expect him to have a ten win season, so I, I think that we, a lot of things come into play. It, it, particularly whether whether he's whether he's doing his job as a leader and organizer of the team, which he seems to be. Okay. Yep. I hear you. I wanted to, uh, I just wanted to bring up uh, something that I thought was amazing is that tonight there's going to, a women's basketball game between number one, South Carolina and number seven, LSU at in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. And, the price of the tickets is astronomical. Uh, I heard them talking about the the prices that these tickets are going for. Courtside tickets over three thousand dollars, and up in the cheapest seats of four hundred dollars a ticket for a women's basketball game. I, I don't know what's happened with that sport, but it seems to have gone crazy in, in, as far as the uh, fan popularity. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I was fortunate enough to do Florida women's uh, basketball broadcast for 13 years. Uh, mm -hmm. I did it with Coach Ross. I did it with Coach Peck. Uh, and I did it with Coach Butler. And I was just amazed at how good those athletes were. They're even better now. I mean, totally some, of, agree. The, 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 some of those young ladies can flat ball. And yes. I think that's number one. I think the, the the product on the court is a lot better. Number two, back in the day, you could there were a handful of schools in women's basketball that were any good. You know, UConn, you could name them on one hand, right? Tennessee, right. Yeah. yeah, well, that's no longer the case. There's more and better teams, which makes for better competition. And the third thing is just in terms of winning, right? I don't care. Look at what happened with men's golf last year here, Rick. Before that, I can't remember ever getting a call about, oh, how's that men's golf team doing, right? Well, what happened after they won? All of a sudden now, there were people interested. That's what happens when you win, and you win big. Everybody loves a winner. Yes, I've heard you say that many times, Yeah, I, and I agree. Okay. Well, I just thought I'd pass that info along. Thanks, Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you, Rick. Hi, Alan. Welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Um, on your question, uh, how long does a coach get, obviously that's 
I think it's a little subjective. It's, sure it is. What's the program? What's the expectations? Yep. Um, you know, somebody at uh, Florida is going to have different expectations than somebody at Western Kentucky. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why um, the dirty little secret on these long-term contracts with these big payouts, I think, is that really it helps the athletic director be able to kind of fend off the, quote, crazies um, by saying, well, you know, we can't get rid of the guy. We owe him $30 million. Um, That's part of the – I think that's kind of part of the bargain. The flip side is I do agree that – athletic directors when they make a seven-year commitment to somebody that they need to be able to stand up and say, Hey, look guys, um, make the case for sticking with somebody for a period of time. And if it costs them their job, then, then that's just part of the, part of the business. But, um, but I do think it, uh, it really depends on the, uh, the school and the situation. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and, and I, and I think it also depends, I think on, what's happened recently okay look at florida florida has had an unfortunate run here since urban left where they've hired some coaches that for whatever the reason didn't work out i think the patience level then then becomes worse if you will because fans want to see a turnaround when they when they hire a coach and i think every time and remember when billy was hired Right? What was the th- common thread of his hire? He needs time. He needs time. He needs time. Well, after one year, that went away. But for some, not everybody. So, right. you know, you're right. It's, it's subjective, and it does depend on where, how, who, all that. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, in our world, um, you know, six and five just doesn't cut it, you know, or right. six and six. Yep. Uh, it, it just, it's just not going to work long term. I mean, okay, we'll give you a couple of mulligans, but if it happens again, he's going to be gone. It's really that simple. This is the big um, year. I mean, I don't think whether you love yeah. Billy Napier or despise Billy Napier, I think this year there's got to be some tangible improvement because you can talk all you want about. We have a great recruiting class, and you know the the foundation is coming here, and I think it is. But you know, if you go six and six again, uh, that's not going to please some people. Right? It, it's it won't work. So. <laughs> okay. But anyway, thank you, Alan. Appreciate thanks, your Steve call, up. sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Lucas says he'll bite on the coach's question. He says four years. Man, Lucas, you're old school, dude. Uh, Julie says, uh, I'm not well-versed in basketball. I felt like last night the Gators had a hard time breaking the press. What do you think? As far as time to give a new coach, I'd say at least five years, if not more. takes time to turn things around the right way and build a program. I do think fans being negative doesn't help the process. Well, I I said this earlier, and I know some fans chafe at this. Um, I have heard from more than one source that several people within the football program acknowledge that the negativity has hurt recruiting. And I'm not blaming anybody there. I'm just saying that's what I hear. Uh, And as far as breaking the press, um, first of all, Florida scored a little bit less than they normally have. 
But I look at turnovers. I look at two things. Turnovers, and I also look at uh, the length of time it takes to get into your offense. Florida only had seven turnovers last night. That's really good. So, now, could they have started a bit earlier in the shot clock at times to initiate offense? Yes. But I think they did a pretty nice job. I mean, there, there wasn't a stat last night that I looked at Florida and kind of went, that's a bad stat. I, I mean, they, they, they did a pretty good job. More assistant turnovers. Uh, had a good rebounding night. Uh, really good at the foul line. Solid game. 1246, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here at 1 ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Michael Tubbs. The Gators women's basketball team is looking to bounce back after losing to Mississippi State. The team is headed to Oxford to face the Ole Miss Rebels, who are coming off of a road win against Georgia. Tune in right here at 640 tonight for live coverage. Florida Gymnastics is preparing for a top 10 matchup as the 8th-ranked Gators host the 6th-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Both teams are looking to continue their undefeated seasons. Local basketball is on tonight. Boys games include P.K. Young at Hawthorne, St. Francis hosting Countryside Christian, and Trenton going to Lafayette. Women's games include Williston hosting Chiefland, Hamilton County is headed to Union County, and Branford is going to Bronson. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubbs. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. Where are you heading this year? No matter where your travels may take you, you want to get there safely and securely. And that means knowing your vehicle's up for the challenge. Hi, Steve Russell here. Don't roll the dice with the chain stores. Take your vehicle to the same place I do, Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, AC and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Remember back when you learned how to ride a bike? You needed courage, determination, and some band-aids for those bumps and bruises. But when it was all said and done, what you really needed was balance. At Radiant Credit Union, we're paving the path for your financial future with our balance transfer offer. Right now, you can transfer your high-interest credit card debt to our Radiant Visa credit card with a super low intro rate, plus no balance transfer fee or annual fee. Visit radiantcu.org balance and start saving today. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, you've put it off long enough, and it's time to replace that car. But let me make this easy. Visit Select Motor Car of Gainesville. Their selection of quality, like new cars, trucks, and SUVs is awesome. And on-site credit union financing makes the deals even sweeter. Select now has a full-service auto center, which means additional savings and no hassle repairs for you. Shop online, then go take a test drive. For the easiest car you'll ever buy, it's time to select. Select 
family owned and operated for 48 years, the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center has been keeping homes warm since 1975. With these cooler days, now is the perfect time to spruce up your home and hearth with a cozy wood, gas, or electric fireplace or stove. Our showroom is full of decorative screens, tool sets, grates, and more. Spending time outdoors? See our heavy-duty fire pits, charcoal grills, and pizza ovens. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville, open Monday through Friday, online at woodstoveflorida.com. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. When you see flashing lights on any emergency, service, utility, or disabled vehicle, move over a lane or slow down to 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit. Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space needed to do their jobs. Help protect those who protect us. Move over or slow down for emergency lights. Move over, Florida. It's the law. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. The voice of the, Gator, <coughs> voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, in the house. He'll be here at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, as you call in today, I'm just curious. Do you think Jim Harbaugh will win a Super Bowl with the Chargers? Let's take a little informal poll as you call in today. Uh, Joe, you're up. How are you? Well, I think the answer to that question is no. Okay. But uh... – Going to the coaches thing, I think uh, you've got to give them four years as long as they're showing improvement and no major scandal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if, if they if they get a major scandal in year one, I mean, that could be a reason to get rid of them in year one. Sure. Uh, but so there is no hard, fast answer to it. But I think next year, as long as the Gators can do uh, – you know, seven and five in the regular season, they should give uh, him a fourth year. You know, part of it, too, I think, is the eye test, right? But look, it boils down to winning and losing. It always does. But, you know, how do you look? If you, let's say you play Georgia and you play them really tough, there's no such thing as moral victories, but at least you can see, okay. You know, we, we, we hung with them. There, there's we, hope we, here. we got potential to yeah. maybe beat them next year. Yeah, yeah, there's hope here. So I think that, that that part of it, I think, for some people, too. But like I said, he's got to be at least 7-5 and five next year. They're probably not going to be happy. All right. Appreciate uh, you, Joe. Thank you for your right. call. Yep. Uh, Lou, hello. Good afternoon. What can I do for you, Lou? Uh, yes, I, I think Billy Napier certainly deserves – not saying he deserves it, but we've got to give this guy another full year next year and maybe even one after that. He has been dealt a, a pretty tough hand here with this schedule. I like the way he is acquiring talent, Steve. Uh, I just think his culture, his building, uh, things of that nature uh, is, is, is really good. And we cannot be in the situation where we're defining insanity again by changing Lou, you there? Okay, we lost Lou. Thank you for your call, Lou. Um, yeah, 
that is the dilemma, right? The dilemma is, let, let, let's just take Florida's dilemma. If you, let, let's say next year it's a 7-5 and five season, given the schedule, okay? There will be some people that don't think that's good enough because his three-year record will be whatever it is, you know, basically 500. Well, if you make that move, well, now you're starting from scratch again. And I think there are some people that are tired of that. But I also understand that, you know, 500 over three years isn't what you want either. So it, it's, not, it's not easy. Sometimes, you know, the patience level. And when you see, I've mentioned this before, when you see team or schools like Missouri and Kentucky, you know, get to where they are and Florida is where it's at now, you know, but I'll, whatever you think of Strickland, whatever you think of Scott, he's come out and unequivocally said, you know, he believes in him. BB says time for new coaches to prove themselves based on current average fan behavior, five minutes and 33 seconds. Uh, funny you should mention Josh Allen. I understand Buffalo may have salary cap issues. Do you think Allen could get traded? If so, what a good place for him to land? No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, places he could land. I mean, I'm just thinking of teams need a quarterback. Uh, two things come to play here. You can have a veteran quarterback, but is Josh Allen going to be an upgrade to that veteran quarterback? I think that's where you start looking, right? I mean, what is Chicago going to do with Fields? That that he comes that that place comes to mind right away. Uh, how about your Saints? You got a guy in there who's pretty good, but he's not a world beater. So would would that fit? Um trying to think of other places here, top of my head. But I mean he'd be an upgrade over a lot of guys. There's a lot of teams I think that would like to have Josh Allen. Uh Tampa Mike says uh thought the Gators played a solid game last night, encouraged the free throw shooting improving. Australian kid hit some uh one and ones to help close out. Thought UF matched up well with MSU's inside game, but appears going forward to help on defense. Uh, uh, a zone. I'll ask Sean that. UF has the size to rebound out of it. Could keep the rim protectors close to the basket. If the perimeter players get beat, always somebody waiting. <clears throat> Seems like UF gets beat in on ball too often by better teams. Hard for big guys to guard smaller players. Maybe a matchup 2-3 with some man principles. Just a thought to change up the pace. thought Mississippi State did a nice job mixing defenses and almost bit UF. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, and, you know, I, I will say this. You would certainly think that if you played basketball long enough that you'd be well-versed in either playing a zone or man. But some, some teams just aren't good in a zone for whatever the reason. But you can play a 2-3, a 1-3-1, you know, matchup, whatever. What? So, good question. I'll ask Sean that um, when he uh, gets here. Uh, Monty in Virginia says, because uh, you can practically buy a winning team overnight with NIL, certainly shorten the time a coach gets to produce 
before letting him go. Patrick says to find tangible besides wins and losses. Two to three years now max with the advent of the portal. Uh, Andrew, it's crazy. Mike White's gone two years. There's basically no connection to the current team. It's called NIL. It's called Transfer Portal. Uh, he's basically only familiar with our fans and arena. Besides that, he's not connected to a player. Yeah, that's the world we live in, Andrew. You just said it. That is the world we live in. Look at the team. I mean, look at Florida's team this year. You think it's going to be the same next year? It's not. I mean, that's just how this process works with the portal. You're not going to keep the same people. That Some will go and some will stay. Adam, you got one minute. Go. All right. Hey, interesting uh, discussion about the, uh, the coaches and the longevity. Obviously, it's very subjective, but the things that I look at is, uh, is this guy recruiting 24-7? That's a yes for Billy. Is this guy building a culture? That's a yes for Billy. Is this guy putting together good staffs? That's a yes for Billy. What he's not doing well is in-game coaching and the special teams has to change and his defense is coming around. Give him at least this next year and possibly the fifth year because of the strength of schedule. Go Gators. Okay, Adam, thank you. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here. We'll talk hoops and much more in hour number two. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Chronic pain can be very bossy. What do I mean? It tells you what you can or can't do. Sometimes it even has the audacity to keep you from working. I missed almost three weeks of work, and I was no longer able to play tennis. The pain was really debilitating sometimes. I missed Thanksgivings. Abby was ready to put the bossy bad back in her past. And that's when she discovered QC Kinetics and their non-surgical treatments for pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine with tens of thousands of satisfied patients, people who have experienced real lasting relief without drugs and without surgery. It has just been the most life-changing, amazing experience. Not only life-changing, but career-saving. I get to continue to do the career that I love. I'm playing tennis again. Stop letting that joint pain boss you around. Start with a free consultation at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Letatronics World help you simplify your life at home. The professionals at EW can custom design, install, and program a URC total control automation and control system to put the operation of video, audio, locks, lighting, custom shades, thermostat, and more at your fingertips. You'll also be able to monitor your surveillance cameras in just one app. Take control of your life at home with a little assistance from Electronics World. Online at electronicsworld.net.
Daughtry Tree Service has been providing Alachua County with dependable, quality tree service at fair prices for 30 years. Trimming, removal, stump grinding, or storm cleanup. Get your free estimate at DaughtryTreeService.com. Your tree service people. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Thursday. Bennett Sullivan, our producer, appreciate his work. We thank you for making us part of your busy day to talk sports. Always appreciate it when you join us. Always appreciate when this guy drops by, the voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, is our guest. you got a question for him or an email for him, let us know. We'll get it from you, 392-8255. Um, solid win last night, and you know, look, we all know how this works. When Florida plays Georgia this week and they could shoot 60% from the line, you know, you, you never know. But it's good to see that it looks like the work has been put in to take what, you know, was an iffy free-throw shooting thing. And they had a terrific game last night. That's couple of it pretty good. Well, it's a key ingredient to the yes. win. By the way, why aren't we doing this show like at a golf course today? This is one of those days <laughs> living here where you're like, why don't you just do the radio show at the golf course? Right. Um, Make a note to the boss about that. Yes, one. please okay. do. Yes. Um, no, look, uh, well, to one of your points you just made, since the start of conference play, we've watched the team free-throw percentage rise. Yep. And really, it's one or two guys that kind of have weighed down the overall team percentage. Going into last night, Tyree Samuel was 15 of 25 at the line in conference play. Not great, better than his overall season free throw percentage. But to see them last night, look, I, I, the 17-point lead, I think they cut it to, what, six? And I got a little concerned, I'll be sure. honest. We, yes. all, we all were a little... Uh, yes. Yeah. Teams make runs. I just didn't want to see that. and But, so it came down to you better make your free throws and not turn the ball over. They didn't turn the ball over at the end of the game. They made their free throws, including four big ones, two trips in line, four big free throws from a freshman in a high-pressure situation in Alex Condon. Uh, Micah Handlockton, who I'd kind of teased a little bit about his free throw shooting. He was 4 of 17 going into last night. He hit two free throws last night. Banked in one of them. Still yes, counts. That was a bank, but it does count. And these guards, too, man. Zion Poland and Walter Clayton, they're just – those are two cool cats, man. They just – they don't get rattled by hardly anything. And and poise showed. I think this team in the last seven to ten days has made a, a, a turn here. We always talk about the arc of a season, and I think this team has made a kind of a significant turn here in the last seven to ten days. Um, I got an email uh, from a guy named Michael who lives in Tampa, and uh, he says, you know, love the effort last night. Uh, but he also says, uh, "Have you ever have you ever asked Coach Golden about sometimes implementing a zone? Uh, thinks they have the size to rebound out of it. Blah blah blah." Yeah, I, it's just kind of not his style. Um, he's got it. I mean, it's 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 something they have they have in the package. They work on it. Uh, it's it's an interesting deal when you've got this the 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 six ten four and the seven foot one center to that point about the the zone. I just like the way that right now the Gators seemingly have figured out that they can switch sometimes one through four. Uh, so that's you know that's a that's a compliment to our bigger guards that they if they get in a mismatch in the low post or whatever they can hold their own till help comes. I think the other thing is what you saw last night against Tolu Smith, who I think is one of the best bigs in the country. 
the Gators really had a great game plan and executed it very well about making sure he didn't get to this shoulder, get middle. Mike had got him turned baseline to where help was coming. They call it redding in the low post where they're kind of working him into a double team or some kind of a trap. I just think right now it, it, the defense has been better. Last night was a well-executed game plan. They took Tolu Smith out of the game, basically. He, he ended up with a double-double at the end of the day. Um, but for the most part, he was sitting there at, what, six points forever. Most of the game. He scores, he scores the first four points of the game. I'm like, oh, here we go. This guy who dumped 28 on the Gators last year at the tournament is going to do this again. And and it, it stopped. It stopped. I, I, there was one point, too, where I – Chris Jans took him out of the game, and I couldn't understand why. He was not in foul trouble. Something, I don't know what was going on, but Smith just disappears for a while. Never really could get on track until they made their one run. He got a handful of buckets there, like two, and, and made it interesting. You know, the kid Hubbard, by the way, he's going to be something else. That's a freshman. and yeah. He ain't um, scared either. No, he is not. No. Look, he, got a, he had a big point total. What do you have, 23, 26? I have it. What am I doing guessing? Um but look at the volume of shots Correct. he had to take yep. last night. Here it is. Uh, Josh Hubbard, 26 points, just shy of his career high. 25 shots. He attempted 17 three-pointers last night. That's all they had. I mean, Smith, 12 field goal attempts. Again, a bunch of those kind of when it was maybe probably a little too late for him. Otherwise, they got nothing. They and they're, a, and they're a good team. They beat Tennessee, for yeah. God's sakes. But, I, but they kind of... I was at a mall. Watching them play offensively is hard. I, I, I don't because again, you're, to your point, Tolo Smith didn't have a big night after those first couple of buckets, and just after that, it was like, okay, you got the, you got the kid making, you know, taking a lot of shots. But where else was that going to come from? He didn't see that. No, and actually, it's better than it was a season ago. But when Smith isn't going, the whole thing starts to kind of crumble a little bit. Cameron Matthews, by the way. That guy's a highlight reel waiting to happen. He can really get off the floor. He ended up with nine. He had 11 rebounds. DJ Jeffries is one of those guys that I don't think they ever count on him really being a scorer. He just does so many other things without the ball that, that helps them win games. But, you know, Shaquille Moore, two points. Deshaun Davis, four points. And, and it's interesting. Their bench, Steve, Mississippi State's bench has won the bench battle including last night, 15 times this season. They, they run a little deeper than some teams. They get a lot of production out of Hubbard, as we mentioned. Yep. You know, but they, they handled, I mean, they won the bench 40-8 to eight last night. And I have to wonder a little bit, other than Smith and maybe Jeffries, just because how smart of a player he is, at what point does Chris Jans maybe work some of these bench guys that are producing for them more into a starting role? I, I don't know. When, when, when we don't cover a team on a daily basis like you and I do with the Gators, I don't want to speculate or ask those questions that I, I don't have. I'm not qualified to answer. But when I see a team and I parachute in and get a glance like this, I ask those questions a little bit. Well, funny you brought this up. Very astute of you because the other day I had Neil on, uh, Neil Price. Neil, yeah. And he made, I said to him, you know, as you look at some of the, I always try to look at some of the games they played so I can ask, you know, questions. And I said, does he sort of have, you know, a rotation? And he said, that's one of the things. He said he doesn't really – it sort of varies game to game. And he said, so sometimes a player might play 10 minutes, might play 20 minutes. So to your point, yeah. maybe they're not quite sure, you know, what roles are. 
So we'll see how they progress. I, I, it was an important win because a you want to you want to get back to five hundred. It's a team that has a nice net, nice overall Ken Palm, so it helps you and your resume a little bit. I just think that the Gators are going to be jostling with teams like Mississippi State for a spot as an at-large in the NCAA tournament. So I, I just saw last night as a real nice win. I, I'll admit, I was nervous going in, just knowing what Tolu Smith has become. How, look, that's a veteran team, too. All those guys started last year for them, and here they're back. And the Gators have one guy that started against them last year. Oh, by the way, he had maybe his best game of the year in Will Richards. So, um, big win. And right now, in some sense, maybe you say chalk. You probably won the games you're supposed to. You probably lost the games that you weren't favored in. And so now I think it's time to, you've got it. You've got to get Saturday against Georgia for a lot of reasons. But uh, that's a big one. And then you finish the month at Kentucky and then, you get another stretch where it's three more that are just off the charts hard. But, you know, Auburn loses last night in that situation. LSU beats Georgia. I didn't think, you know, I can't figure LSU out at the moment. And the only things that I look at now the, the rest of the way, I, I feel really good about two games against Vanderbilt and another game against Missouri. Everything else, if I was a gambler, I wouldn't touch them with a 100-foot pole. I mean, that's just the way the league is stacking up. We've got the, we've got the, the big teams at the top who are still vulnerable. Then the glob, we'll call it the glob, and then we've got the bottom three. And Arkansas, to me, is still the biggest shock of all in the league right Let's now. Let's get a call. Yep. Andrew, welcome. Yeah, I got a couple questions. First off, um, if we just chalk the rest of the games, uh, like, and we don't beat Kentucky, we don't beat um, – uh, trying to think who else we play <laughs> who's well, the other tough team we play we're gonna we're gonna see auburn coming up we've still got to go a&m yeah, yeah, a&m yeah. alabama um yeah i mean it's it's this is it's treacherous right yeah. now yeah my question is this or if we don't win a big game will we get in well i mean i i don't i don't want to say will will we get in with a big game win or not i i think it's Put yourself in a position. If you can get to 11 conference wins, you're in. Slam the door shut. It's a lock. You're in. At 10, maybe you have to win a game in the tournament. I think you've got to be at least at 10. Uh, I don't know if you can get more than 11. So right there, that's the sweet spot we're looking at. So if you're looking at the remaining schedule and you want to play the game that I, I, I do it too, boy, that looks like, okay, maybe here, you know, well, we might have to steal this one. Do you want to go through that process? Uh, what you want to do is you want to find yourself to a minimum of 10 and probably, you know, feel really good. If you get to 11, you're locked in. You're ready to go. All right. Thank you. Yep. Andrew, thank you. Uh, Steven has an email here for you, Sean. Are we rebounding better than last year because of strategy or more because we're bigger overall? Both. Both. There was an emphasis on how it's coached, how it's executed, and then sheer size and guys that just – are are willing to go get it. Let's just, don't forget. At the end of the day, it's about players and what players want to do, not do. What can they do? What can't they do? You have players that are bigger and better suited for it, and you have guys that have a tremendous want. Alex Condon, case study right there in itself. Uh, Lucas, question for Sean: Do you think UF basketball reaches at least ten wins in SEC play? He thinks it's doable. Yeah, it's doable. It's doable. And I think again, we just talked about where it could be, what it probably needs to be with regard to getting back in the tournament. And that's the thing. I don't want to say tournament or bust. Well, I do. Tournament or bust. Let's, let's, let's set the bar there as far as the progression of this program. Get back in the NCAA tournament. It's funny. I, I watched 
uh, a replay of Georgia's win last night, beating LSU. And they scored 68 points. Yep. The game before, they scored, what, 90-something mm-hmm. against Tennessee? I mean, against Kentucky. Right. But you think Mike White is saying, oh, they won. So they're, what, 4-2 and two in the league, I think? Oh, I got yeah, it. they are, yeah. I think. So to your point about big win here, yes. that's a big win to get. Yes. Especially at home. Our rival. Yep. I mean, look, all the scores. I know you're seeing. South Carolina-Kentucky game this week? Come on. Yeah. And, and guess what? You go to South Carolina yeah. this year. Yeah. They're, I know you can beat somebody on a given night. Yes, that's the point. Yeah. But but they do look just generally better, Carolina. Yes. But so does Kentucky, yet they had a clunker night. Yeah. And a team that was scoring in the high 80s is stuck in the 60s. Yeah. That's just that's the league right now. And, you know, it's interesting. There are some people who've emailed or called here and said that, like I thought last night, Florida shortened the road. They had a lot of guys play a lot of minutes last night, which, you know, every game's different. And in Kentucky's case, maybe they're playing too many people, you know, according to one. So, I mean, you just don't – every game is a different thing, and I think that's what folks have to understand. Take it in chunks. That's what we were talking about. Remember we said first yeah. five, then we talked about this homestand. We're, we're a third of the way through the conference schedule. One-third. You're 500. Yep. yep. Run from there. Okay. Another segment with Sean. Plenty of time to talk to him. One fifteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Michael Tubbs. Women's basketball is on tonight as the Ole Miss Rebels host the Gators. Florida is looking for its second conference win, and Ole Miss is looking for back-to-back wins. Tune in right here for live coverage at 6.40. The Arizona Coyotes are headed to Tampa to play the Lightning tonight. The Coyotes are looking to recover from a blowout loss to the Panthers. Meanwhile, the Lightning will try to keep their momentum going after a strong win over the Flyers. High school basketball is on tonight. For the girls, Eagles views going to Oak Hall, Wildwood hosts P.K. Young, and Santa Fe is headed to Newberry. Boys games include P.K. Young at Hawthorne, St. Francis hosting Countryside Christian, and Trenton going to Lafayette. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubbs. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The Road River Boys Ranch is a place I've been telling you about for a long time. It's in Palatka. It is a great charity. Look, we all know there's a lot of great charities out there, a lot of them that are here in the state of Florida. But this is one that really helps young boys get their lives back together. They earn it. And they do it through your help. Your donations of either unused or unwanted vehicles, they take the vehicles, they fix them, they repair them, they sell them. This is just one of the ways they learn real life skills. And folks, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch does take these boys, and they do come from tough environments. And so to get their lives back on track, this is a much-needed thing to do. And remember, your donations are tax deductible. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org, rbr.org. Owned and operated for 48 years, the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center has been keeping homes warm since 1975. With these cooler days, now is the perfect time to spruce up your home and hearth with a cozy wood, gas, or electric fireplace or stove. Our showroom is full of decorative screens, tool sets, grates, and more. Spending time outdoors? See our heavy-duty fire pits, charcoal grills, and pizza ovens. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville, open Monday through Friday, online at woodstoveflorida.com. 
Man, it is a beautiful day to fish. Here's your life jacket. You know I can swim, right? So could a lot of people who died falling overboard. Come on, I'm not a kid. Fatalities are often men over 30. It's too hot to wear one. These new ones are compl- <sighs> There, happy? Ooh, I got one! Glad you wore the life jacket. Okay, yes. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission reminds you to wear your life jacket. Visit wearitflorida.com. Wear it, Florida. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Get started, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PATRICK. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PATRICK. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. We are your home for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with a WRUF radio app. This is Coach Steve Spurry, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back with Sean. Final segment with him. Always appreciate him stopping by, 392-8255. BB says uh, he has a question about what he calls a facilities expenditure cap. Okay? Um, take all the schools of the SEC into account, some, in his word, poorer than others. If you and I had to ballpark an annual reasonable cap on facility spending, what would that number be? That's way above my pay grade. Yeah, it is. I, I don't, because everybody's needs are different. Building age, condition, all those things are different. And I, I don't think we want to start limiting. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like an HOA to me. I don't <laughs> want an HOA for <laughs> yeah. college athletics. We already have enough things to regulate. One of the things, though, that I think that has crept into a conversation like that is the either reality, Sean, or perception about what some people see as two parallel things. If there is an issue with Florida Victoria's slash NIL money, is there enough money compared to other schools? And then, you know, whatever they're going to do with the swamp. 
it has been amazing to me where, well, if I have to have a choice, well, I want to give to Florida Victoria. I'm not saying you shouldn't because that's we got to compete. But you also have to. But it, what NIL has done, it wasn't that long ago, and you know how Shane felt about it, right? About facilities and getting the. That's almost gone completely under the radar now. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> you don't even hear about that anymore. No, you don't. But again, think about the way the facilities were here football-wise yes. prior to the opening of the Heavener Center. You had to do something, right? Um, and then that was done and, and whatnot. It's interesting. I, I don't want to promote other things. Well, I do. I, I'm going to. So the Skater Tales podcast we do across the street there for UAA. Yep. Uh, this week we, we started a new thing called Ask the AD. Uh, kind of similar to when you have Scott Strickland come on and, and he's willing to take calls for an hour. Mm-hmm. So um, I won't get into the hilarity of some of the stuff that's happened on social media this week, but the idea is submit a question for the athletic director. We'll pick one each week and let Scott you know, give his thoughts on a particular question, unlike when he comes on your show and does an hour of it. Sure. So sure enough, this week, this was the question that was submitted. This is what I asked Scott Strickland that will come out in this podcast that will be available later today. What are the biggest misconceptions and what are the biggest truths about what you, you as in Scott Strickland, you can do to help the Gators compete at the highest levels in the NIL space? He answers that question on the podcast today. You may be surprised at one or two things. You may um, here are some of the stuff you've already heard. But I was I learned a little bit more just in that one little whatever it was, four-minute chop of mm-hmm. tape. So that's today uh, on that Gator Tales podcast. But that conversation's not going away, and it's going to keep going. Yeah. And it's going to evolve. And, you know, we're going to see how it goes from there. And it's hard to get your arms around at the moment. It, it is. really is. It's It's... You know, sometimes when you do a show like this, there are subjects three years ago who'd have ever, ever thought we'd be talking this stuff. Well, but right, we are. I, I think, though, I think one thing I was a little bit surprised about, in a good way, is that I think that you're going to find that the NIL, how do I put this? That the NIL resources or what's being done with NIL for Florida Gator student-athletes is in a better place than you think it is. Okay, and that is music to a lot of people's ears. Yes, and there is a want and a uh, a will to grow it even more. And I can I can tell you that you know a school like Texas, uh, Ohio State, there's a few others. They're probably going to kind of be at the forefront of that, and and the want or the will is to be right there with them. But if we're talking about competitively. Amongst the big boys, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of willing to say that Florida's in better shape than I think you think they are. Okay, at this point, yeah. Greg got a question for you. What school's home court advantage was the most rowdy during your time as in your job here? What school's home court advantage was the so, most rowdy? Yep, Auburn's up there because it's so close. It's right on top of you, and yeah. they are letting loose. And by the way, you know they're they're winning and. They're, what do they call their student section? The jungle or whatever it is? Yep. It's pretty darn good. Um, I think Kentucky's situation is overrated. Here comes all that social media at me on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Auburn's Auburn's pretty darn good. Yeah, because 
It is. And and, and s- smart for them to do it that way. Well, and look, it goes to our, our, our place, too. What, you know, we didn't have a sellout last night, 8,000 or so. Uh, I think Saturday's close, if it's not already a sellout. The fact that they've got the, the, the Rowdy Reptiles like right behind us, <laughs> opposite the benches, but they're down low. And then the pep band is more toward the bench side of the arena there. Our place can get going pretty good, too. Yep. Um, and, again, when you talk about some of these buildings with the slope, right? I talk about the slope of the, the stands or whatever. That's kind of what the O'Connell Center is. They're kind of – when it's full, there's you're looking straight up as opposed to, like, at Missouri where it seems to, like, flare out for a half mile before going up. It's really f- weird how some of those seats are so far from the floor. But, yeah, I would put our Auburn the, near that top of the conversation. When this place is rolling, it's as good as any in the league. Uh, Tennessee's pretty nasty, too, by the way. William, what's happened to Arkansas? And would you rate Georgia as a surprise team along with Carolina this year in basketball? Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, I failed to mention how good Bud Walton is when the Razorbacks are playing well. That's yes. in the top three, too. I That is a mystery to me. I, Arkansas feels like they're in free fall right now. They I mean, it is just blasted yeah, last night. There's no net. There's no, you, you can't see the floor. And they're just flying through the air right now. And I don't know how that goes from for what it was to this that quickly. It's That's bizarre what's going on with the Razorbacks right now. Yeah. And uh, he said, would you rate Georgia as a surprise team along with Carolina? Don't know enough about Georgia just yet. Carolina doesn't surprise me. Their, their season last year was more of a surprise in that they just weren't any good, and that was surprising to me. This makes more sense. But they're, they're – they, don't you feel like Carolina's a little under the radar a little bit? Yes. I, I don't know why that is. They're yes. undefeated in the league. And, you know, I know we talk about Purdue, and I know we talk about UConn now being at the top of the polls. And, uh, you know, Kentucky always in the – well, I guess they're a Final Four team now. Eh, maybe. But Carolina's the one that probably should be getting the most attention out of all of them. I think, you know, sometimes history, when, you, when you've not – it wasn't that long ago. They were in the Final Four, remember? It wasn't yes. that long ago. They were playing in the ACC championship game two years ago. But, you know, when you drop, and you drop as precipitously. That was the surprise from last year. Yes, right. you forget. Um, all right, let's look at uh, Florida, Georgia here this weekend. Mike White comes back. That's always interesting. Uh, but he does bring a Georgia team here that has four league wins, so it doesn't matter how you get them. That's what they got. Well, and that's the thing. Don't devalue any of these wins in the league right now. You know, that, I'm not going to be the guy that sits here and goes, well, they're 4-2, and two, but look who they've played. You know, I'm not doing that because now I've seen enough of the league to say don't discount any any win that any team has right now. So they're 4-2. and two. They, are, they should be feeling like a confident basketball team right now. I think they do a pretty good job of not beating themselves. I think that... Uh, the Gators are the better team, and if the Gators play like they have in the last two, they're in good shape. They really are. I, I think that home floor is huge this weekend. It's a noon start. Those are always a little bit tricky. Uh, I think in college basketball, it's less of a factor than, say, how football games go at that hour. Yep. But Georgia needs to feel like needs to be uncomfortable when they come here this weekend. They should they shouldn't be able to feel good about their four and two mark and feel like. And this is an easy place to get a dub. Nope, they should feel rather uncomfortable. And that's from our guys on the floor getting up in there, you know what, and then uh, our crowd letting them have it from the moment they walk out for the layup line. You want to take these? Sure. Okay. Uh, Dan, welcome to the show. Hello, Steve. Hello, Sean. Sean, I I just want to tell you how it. Oh, we lost him. Yep. Dan, you got to call back because your phone went uh, south. Top Jimmy, hello. Hey, good day, guys. Um, 
just uh, glad to hear about the free throw percentage uh, from last night. I didn't get to see the game, nor did I get to hear you, Sean. I was at work. Um, work work's important. <laughs> um, it, I, the stat that I was most surprised by that you guys have discussed recently, you said the bench scoring was was that in our favor or in Mississippi State's favor? It was 40 to 8? 40 to 8. It was in Mississippi State's favor, which. Again, that's something they've done all year. But I tell you what, Florida's done it too. The Florida bench has outscored their opponent's bench double-digit times already this year as well. So, um, yeah, that number's lopsided. But it's because Hubbard had Hubbard had twenty six. That's yeah. why. But the flip side of that is, oh, okay. yeah, Florida starters did a pretty good job. So I, right, I was, yeah. That's what I was just curious about: is if, if, if Florida's that reliant on their starting five scoring the majority of their points? Hold on, I that get, may I get, not vote. Bode well for the remainder of the season, but uh, every game's different. Just, Bob, Jimmy, honestly, there's um, some yeah. some games where you know, for example, if Kugel's the sixth man and he gets hot, well, yeah. there's going to be bench points, right? But last night they the starters played a lot of minutes and they did well. Jimmy, let me make, let me make you feel right. better. Okay, you ready? Florida's Florida's bench has beaten their opponent's bench 14 times this year. Okay, they've only All been right. they've only been outscored now four four times. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll take that. Feel Absolutely. That. Thank you guys. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We'll see if we can get Dan here. Dan, go ahead. Can you hear me now? Gotcha. Go ahead. Sean, I just wanted to compliment you on the job that you do. You are the excellent hire two years ago, whenever you got hired, and I really appreciate your work. I think you're a true professional, and uh, I just that's all I wanted to say, and I, I'm glad they chose you. Well, uh, you just you made my day. Thank you very much. That's a good call to right, end thank on. You. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. That's a good call to end on. And he, he not only lost, his cell phone dropped, but then he called back because he really wanted to say that. Yeah. Dan's, on the, Dan's on the payroll, Steve, so <laughs> no, kidding. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, and thank you thank for you. being here. Yep. And uh, have a good call this weekend. We'll see what happens. Florida and Georgia, that's the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. 131, time check brought to you by, oh, but, uh, real quickly, yeah. uh, the last half hour, uh, when you call in, do you think Jim Harbaugh will win a Super Bowl in the NFL? You can be the first to answer that. That's your. That's what you're going to yeah. come flying out with? Yeah. I do like the combo of him and Herbert. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, speaking of coaching, I, I, yeah. I thought no, I was going to go. Um, remember last year, now that we're seeing the NFL hiring cycle start to kick in a little bit, what happened last year, like late February, early, right before spring ball started? Gators lost two assistant coaches to NFL jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So if anybody seemingly thinks that all is now quiet and we're leaving college football and the hiring cycles and all that stuff behind, I just remembered this the other day. Yeah, it's true. Stay tuned. Yeah, so. it's true. All right, I'll leave you on that. Okay, okay. appreciate you, yep. Sean. Thank you. We'll come back, take your calls again. Will Harbaugh win a Super Bowl? Tell us what you think. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Take your Valentine's experience to a whole new level this year with jewelry, flowers, candy, dinner, and a flyaway romantic getaway. All courtesy of International Diamond Center. Nothing says I love you like romantic jewelry from IDC. From a simple pendant to an exquisite designer ring, we've got a fantastic selection of affordable, timeless gifts. And this year, with any jewelry purchase at IDC of $129 or more, we're giving you some long stem roses, some delicious chocolates, and a gift card for dinner from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's one-stop shopping for all things romantic. And if you really want to take it up a notch, we're also giving away island getaways. Just spend $5,000 on jewelry and you'll get a $500 airfare credit for a Caribbean vacation. Spend $10,000 on our jewelry and get three nights, including airfare, at a tropical resort. On us, make this Valentine's one to remember. Let IDC help you with your jewelry, flowers, chocolates, dinner, and a romantic vacation. We've got it all. Happy Valentine's from International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Hey, it's Steve Russell to tell you about the place I've been doing my banking for over 30 years, FICARE Federal Credit Union. It's the best financial institution for Florida health care workers and their families to save money now and for the future. Help yourself with a debt consolidation loan. And there are you choose rewards for both debit card and low fixed rate platinum visa cards. And it's not too late to start a Christmas club savings account now to start saving today for next year's holiday gifts. All this and more from FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. It's your Daughtry Tree Service Tree Care Tip. Late winter is a great time to prune your trees and raise the tree's lower canopy for better sunlight to your lawn. Daughtry Tree has been helping their Gainesville and Alachua County neighbors for over 30 years. They provide dependable, quality service at fair prices for any size job. Free trimming and removal, stump grinding, debris or storm cleanup. Visit DaughtryTreeService.com today for your free estimate. Trust Daughtry Tree Service, your tree service people. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A mix of sun and clouds today, winds from the south gusting to about 15 miles an hour. High temperatures getting into the lower 80s and a few areas could chase record highs. We do have a slight chance for passing shower or thunderstorm generally along and east of I-75 early on this evening. Then overnight, partly cloudy skies, patchy fog in the morning with lows in the mid-60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This Sunday, Westwood One brings you Championship Sunday. First, it's the AFC title game. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs face Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Then, the Detroit Lions aim for their first ever Super Bowl appearance when they take on the San Francisco 49ers. Doubleheader coverage begins at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. If it's the NFL playoffs, it's right here. Coverage starts Sunday following Gator Women's Basketball right here on WRUF. Hoop, there it is, with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise. Monday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Among our guests tomorrow... The coach, Herm Edwards, from ESPN, will talk a little playoffs in the National Football League. Steffi Sorensen will join us. The Gator will talk a little Florida women's basketball with us. And we hope to have uh, somebody from Georgia on with us tomorrow to talk about their basketball team. 3928255, you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. We'll do this today because we started late. We'll do it tomorrow. Uh, do you think Jim Harbaugh will win a Super Bowl? 
and coaching the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, to answer your question, I'll say no because I think the odds would suggest that heavily. Most coaches don't win a Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, Steve, a little SEC basketball and a recurring issue on the station, co- topic on the station. Steve, I'm really loving this SEC basketball season, uh, just getting going, I guess not even at the halfway mark yet. And um looks like as of today, Florida's net looks pretty good. It looks like the league's seven teams deep at least for getting in the tournament. That's pretty solid. And um, I think the uh, Mike White uh, versus Florida thing is kind of nice for the rest of the league to watch. It's kind of an interesting uh, dynamic. Uh, it is. I, I think one thing Mike has done, and I think smartly, you know, he's downplayed that. And I think, you know, the fact that, you know, he's gone through this for a year, you know, it's it's it's, it's the second year since he's left here. Uh, not that that's not something that you look at, but it's much less of a factor now than I think it was. Yeah, I think about Tuberville, every situation's unique, but Tuberville went from Ole Miss to Auburn and didn't get fired, of course. But um, usually when a guy gets fired, they move to a different neighborhood. It's kind of like getting divorced and your ex-wife moves across the street. Yeah, that's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Hey, uh, one thing for you, Steve. I want to Speaking of uh, euphemisms here, I want to throw one at you. The whole deal about um, storming the court seems to be a constant topic on this station. I, I assume you're against that, storming the court and finding uh, and all that jazz. Um, there's two things here with that. Number one, I have been in that situation and it's not pleasant. I I was, and I don't get, you know, I'm not scared of crowds or things like that, but it happened at Tennessee in football. Uh, when I was going to the locker room to interview Florida after they got beat and Tennessee fans stormed the field and I was nearly trampled. So, you know, for me, that was a pretty frightening experience. Uh, but I'm sort of live and let live. If somebody wants to do that, that's fine. That's about the end of it. Yeah, here I'll crystallize this for you, two things. I started watching SEC football in the late 70s, probably you a decade or so ahead of me, whatever, when you moved to town. Uh, best I can remember, going back to the early 80s, Forget your SEC teams or college football in general. They used to tear the goalposts down all the time, Steve. Yeah. yeah. What's the point there? What's changed? Why, why weren't we finding people back in the 80s? Well, because that was more accepted than for whatever the reason. And I think people have understood that but there's more of a safety issue. Not that there wasn't a safety issue then, but I think it's become more acute now when you do that. What was that famous game, Steve, Auburn and Georgia, where Georgia turned the fire hoses on the Auburn fans? Remember that one? No idea. Yeah, we well, can Google on that. But hey, let me let me throw it at you. I don't you like need this, to Google. I mean, I, it doesn't matter at this point. But let's move on. Yeah, I mean, let me throw it at you like this, Steve. Let's say you're having a, a party at your house. Maybe your daughter got engaged or something. Let's say you invite fifty people over to your house, and you don't want to offend the neighbors, right? You just want to have a nice little party at your house. Let's say five of your guests get drunk and get in an argument with your neighbor. You don't want that to happen, do you? Well, do you want the cops showing up and arresting your five guests, or do you want the cops showing up and arresting you? I, I don't get the point of all this, Mike. Of course universities want a safe environment. It, well, we, we, the whole thing about finding is finding another school. None of these universities condone this. 
they really don't. So why don't we hold the individual actors accountable instead of trying to blame universities for something they obviously don't want to occur? You want to try to uh, hold 50,000 people accountable? Hey, hey, right, but you can't blame a university for something individuals do. Yes, you can. I disagree with you. Here's how you you can. Thank you, Mike. I'll tell you exactly how you can do it. Florida does it every weekend at this football stadium. You put enough security there. Now, look, I don't want to talk about this because it's a non-subject, okay? And I understand Mike talked about this yesterday, so why we're talking about this now when it, when there's, it has no bearing on anything, but I'll just mention it and leave it, okay? That's an individual decision. It's, it's wonderful to see fans, especially younger fans who maybe are attending the school, you know, when Carolina beat Kentucky, you know, fine. All it's going to take is for somebody to get hurt or worse. And you can't avoid it. Florida does it all the time. When's the last time you saw anybody storm the field? Here. So don't tell me you can't do that and you can't prevent it because you can. 392-8255. You can email S. Russell at WRUF.com. By the way, um, after much, I shouldn't say much, after discussion of when to hold the annual uh, spring game in football, uh, they're going to make a whole weekend out of it. April 12th through the 14th. Uh, they're, they're doing the Tom Jones track meet. South Carolina is here for baseball. Uh, women's tennis is here. Lacrosse is here. So, and men's tennis is here for that weekend. So a lot of Gator activity surrounding uh, the Orange and Blue game, April 12, uh, Friday, April 12, Saturday, April 13, and Sunday, April 14. Just wanted to make sure you knew uh, that was going on. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. We will look to see what happens tomorrow with Florida women's basketball. They need a win tonight. Ole Miss, by the way, 13-5, 3-2 in the league. The Gators have one league win, so they certainly could use one uh, as they go up against Ole Miss on the road tonight. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Michael Tubbs. The Gators women's basketball team is looking to bounce back after losing to Mississippi State. The team is headed to Oxford to face the Ole Miss Rebels who are coming off of a road win against Georgia. Tune in right here tonight at 640 for live coverage. In a developing story out of Tampa, Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales is closing in on a deal to become the new head coach for the Carolina Panthers. The Arizona Coyotes are coming to Tampa to play the Lightning tonight. Tampa is coming off of a strong win over the Flyers while the Coyotes are looking to recover from a tough loss to the Panthers. Local high school basketball is on tonight. Boys games include P.K. Young at Hawthorne and St. Francis hosting Countryside Christian. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubbs. 
ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Hey, it's Storm Roberts. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue, and QC Kinetics can make it happen. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatments has arrived, and QC has tens of thousands of satisfied patients all over America. People with back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or an injury, it's not a Band-Aid. It's a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again. Get your life back and listen, it's non-surgical. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now and call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar today. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-445-50. QC Kinetics, 352-445-50. On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross it. When you see flashing lights on any emergency, service, utility, or disabled vehicle, move over a lane or slow down to 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit. Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space needed to do their jobs. Help protect those who protect us. Move over or slow down for emergency lights. Move over, Florida. It's the law. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Medicare open enrollment is October 15th to December 7th. Volunteers with the Florida Department of Elder Affairs Shine program are available to help with your Medicare questions, virtually or by phone during COVID-19. Shine is open and ready to help you with local and unbiased counseling and assistance. Visit floridashine.org or call the Elder Helpline at 1-800-963-5337. Family owned and operated for 48 years, the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center has been keeping homes warm since 1975. With these cooler days, now is the perfect time to spruce up your home and hearth with a cozy wood, gas, or electric fireplace or stove. Our showroom is full of decorative screens, tool sets, grates, and more. Spending time outdoors? See our heavy-duty fire pits, charcoal grills, and pizza ovens. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville, open Monday through Friday, online at woodstoveflorida.com. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we've got about uh, 10 minutes left in the show. So we still have time for your calls. Big weekend here uh, in Gator Sports. Uh, swimming and diving will go up against Florida State. Uh, that'll be in Ocala uh, tomorrow, while diving will take place tomorrow and Saturday. Big gymnastics meet here. That's sold out. Uh, Florida ranked number eight against number six, Alabama. Alabama's almost always good. Florida is almost always good. You want to know how good? Florida's competition is the 20th dual meet since 2003. 
that both Florida and Alabama bring each a top 10 ranking. And it's going to be pretty cool. For those of you who don't know, uh, I was very fortunate to do the gymnastics PA for, what, 12, 13 years, whatever it was. Um, and I had the opportunity to see, you know, up close, some really good teams, championship teams. Well, they're already going to do this. They're having alumni night and more than 30 uh, who span the program's first season, which was 1973, to last year's SEC champs and NCAA runners-up, all uh, are coming back. So that's pretty cool. And uh, it's just fun to see, you know, great gymnasts come back, like any other sport, when you have something like that. It's pretty cool to see. Uh, Okay. Two, three emails here. Uh, Paul says, Steve, I've never asked this. Uh, You mentioned having Sully on tomorrow. Can you please talk about what you do in preparation to do an interview? I've never been asked that. At least, I've done interviews and been asked that. Um, I'll, I'll say this. Of... All the things that encompass this show and what I do five days a week, doing interviews is probably one or one A. Love doing them because I enjoy getting information. I enjoy telling, hearing stories that you all as listeners can hopefully relate to in some way. And I've, all over 20-something years of just doing this show and others before it, fascinating things that you learn just by asking the right question. So, for example, Steffi Sorensen is going to come on tomorrow. Well, obviously, Steph played here. Um, but that doesn't enter into things. But you want to know from her perspective, obviously, about Florida because she's got you know a stake in the game. And then her thoughts on the SEC and, you know, women's basketball in general, things like that. It just depends, too, Paul, on who the guest is. Because sometimes the questions you ask will depend on who that guest is and what their subject matter is. Um, but it's, it, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, Josh says, I think uh, Harbaugh does win a Super Bowl. He wins it in year three with the Chargers. Interesting. Another one along those lines. Philip says uh, he he says too. Uh, congrats to the Gator men's basketball team. Uh, I think they beat Georgia and Mike White, and he does think Florida will his word sneak into the NCAA tournament. Uh, we mentioned about the Panthers hiring Dave Canales as their head coach from. The Buccaneers, he was their offensive coordinator. And have you noticed a lot of the head coaching hires are from the offensive side of the ball? There is uh, very little question that that's where a lot of teams are heading now uh, with their hires on the offensive uh, side of the ball. Let's see here. Uh, one more here. I've got to get to it. Oh, 
This is James, and he, believe it or not, I saved these two because I never, I never get them. One's an NFL question. One is a NBA question. It says, uh, who do you like in the playoffs? Well, I was going to do this tomorrow. Uh, I like the favorites. I like the Ravens. I like the 49ers. By the way, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, finalists for the AP, MVP, and Offensive Player of the Year awards. Um, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, also finalists for MVP. Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb are the other two finalists for Offensive Player of the Year. I think Lamar Jackson will win that. Um, And the team that I think has the most uh, for categories, the Cleveland Browns, believe it or not, playoff team though, finalist in four categories. Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year, Kevin Stefanski for Coach of the Year, Joe Flacco, Comeback Player of the Year, and Jim Schwartz, Assistant Coach of the Year. Um, so there you go. I think that's good. I'm looking to see if anybody here has a Gator connection. Uh, and they don't. By the way, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, Tua, and Bill Safety, DeMar Hamlin, will join Joe Flacco as finalist for Comeback Player of the Year. I mean, wouldn't you love to give it to Hamlin just because of what happened to him, but wouldn't Flacco be the guy you'd give that to? Coach of the Year, D'Amico Ryans of Houston, Dan Campbell of Detroit, Kyle Shanahan, Frisco, John Harbaugh, Baltimore, along with Stefanski. I would vote D'Amico Ryans. Campbell, very close, but I would say him. Um, But there's nobody uh, with a Gator connection here that has that's up for any award. Um, All right. Last two emails here. I've got four minutes to fill. Charles actually has a good email here. He says, I heard you earlier, Steve, and I was at work. He said, as far as the length of time for coaches, he said, I don't think you can put a hard and fast time on it. It depends on the coach. It depends on the situation. It depends on a lot of other things. So he said, I'm, he said, if you're asking me about Napier or Golden or somebody like that, that's one thing. But to say uh, that there's a hard I, – I don't think there is either. I do think a lot of that is based on, you know, what that particular situation is. Um, Andrew, how much domino effect will the Harbaugh hire have on college football? It's a top ten job. I don't think very much because if they hire their offensive coordinator, which I think they're going to do, Andrew, uh, it would not have a domino effect at all. Now, if a guy like uh, if LSU gets rated for Kelly, right, for some reason, now you might have a domino effect. But I do not see that. I think they will hire their offensive coordinator. And if they don't, if they don't, 
something isn't right. He certainly helped Michigan win that national championship by what he did filling in for Harbaugh. And he also did a good job in his job as an assistant. So I just don't think uh, he's going to get hired. Patrick sent me something. By the way, Bennett, have you ever played pickleball? You like it? Yeah, okay. I'm not sure that's a younger person's sport as opposed to somebody like me. But uh, Patrick sent me this. Um, John McEnroe and Maria Sharapova are going to face Andre Agassi and Steffi Groff in Pickleball Slam 2. Yeah, that's going to be on ESPN on Sunday, February 4th. Yeah, how about that? So, uh, never proves you're never too old, right? But McEnroe, Sharapova, Agassi, and Steffi Groff. Pretty cool, actually. Um, all right, our final one. Fred, I'm a Jags fan, a disappointed Jags fan. Not making the playoffs hurt. Does that, speaking of hot seats, Steve, does that put our coach on one? Um, no. Unless it totally collapses. Yeah, I mean, if you, now, they collapsed at the end this year, no doubt. But if they were to win, I don't know, five games, six games, and look bad in doing it, maybe. But shy of that, I don't think that's going to happen. All right, that's it for today. Our thanks to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, for being here, and to Johnny Wiggs, the longtime Santa Fe College baseball coach. Their season begins at home tomorrow. Tomorrow on the show, Kevin O'Sullivan here at 115. He'll talk Gator baseball. Steffi Groff. Uh, Steffi Groff. Steffi Sorensen will talk uh, uh, women's basketball. And the coach, Herm Edwards, will talk NFL and the playoffs. But that today is all we got. Thanks to Bennett for producing. Thanks to you for listening. We'll do this again tomorrow for a Friday edition of the show at noon. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.